It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. It's the prospect team of the week. Is pitcher Connor Phillips ready to take starts for the first place Cincinnati Reds? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're probably part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So it's Wednesday. That means prospect team of the week. We've got both uh, the the actual team and some of the honorable mentions in this show. And we're going to start off with pitching. And outside of normal, I normally start off with lefties. We're going to start off with the righty because Connor Phillips of the Cincinnati Reds had himself quite a week in double A and now leads all of minor league baseball in strikeouts since Andrew Abbott was called up to the majors. So. 2022 second round supplemental out of junior college by the Mariners. He was part of the compensation in the Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez deal to going back to Cincinnati. And on the year, 13 games in double A for Connor Phillips. Two and two with a 3-2-3 ERA in 64 innings. 109 strikeouts, so 15.3 per nine to 24 walks, 3.4 per nine, nine home runs allowed. That 15.3 strikeouts, that would lead all of Major League Baseball were he to be qualified, were he to be in the majors. Obviously, he wouldn't be as successful. But uh, last week, what Connor Phillips does, he gets two starts in double A. And it's the Southern League. We'll get to that in a second. But two games, 12 innings, gives up two hits and a grand total of two runs, one walk to 20 strikeouts. So he averages six innings with five hits, half a walk. Really, he walked a guy and he uh, had one hit by pitch. So think of it as he allows a base runner an inning, one run over six innings, and 10 strikeouts of the 18 that he's getting. So fantastic week there. And 
his his control has been better this year. That was the thing that Connor Phillips had to work on. You go and you look at his stats. He spent last year divided almost evenly between high A Dayton, 12 starts there, and double A Chattanooga, 12 starts there. He didn't go as deep into his Chattanooga starts, so the innings are a little funny. But he walked 6.7 guys per nine in Chattanooga last year. This year, it's down to 3.4. Uh, And specifically the month of June, he has hit another level. 23 and two-thirds innings in the month of June for Connor Phillips. 38 strikeouts to three walks. Now, this is the AA Southern League. And as we talked about on this show plenty of times in the past, that means they're using that tacky baseball that a lot of teams have had complaints about. Uh, From what I understand, he doesn't have ridiculously stupid induce vertical break numbers or induce vertical break increases on his fastball. So I don't think he's getting a lot of extra stuff out of that baseball. I think a lot of this is some natural development. When you watch what he does, I like how he's been able to improve some of his secondaries. The fastball is still a 70 grade fastball. Sits 97. He can touch 100 with it. It's got good carry up in the zone. The the slider, I think, is probably a 65 grade now. It's it's mid-80s, mostly a sweeper, a little bit of drop to it because gravity exists, but it's majority a sweeper. Uh, to go along with it, he has a vertical breaking curveball that I've got, a lot of places have it as like average. I've got it as above average because I like how he uses it. It, it pops up a little bit when it comes out of the hand, so you can kind of tell it's coming. But from the stands, from the press box, you can see it. I don't quite think hitters are still able to get it It's a little bit of a big loopier movement. So the tunnel's not perfect on it, but really good movement. And again, having that vertical breaker when you're already throwing a a very good horizontal breaking pitch in the sweeper gives you an additional direction. He's also got a change up, which is fine. I think it's got a little bit better. It's probably closer to average. And so change up runs one way, sweeper goes the other, curveball goes down, fastball stays up. You've got all your directions. You've got your different velocity bands. It's a really good combination of pitches. And so, been very, very excited about what uh, Connor Phillips has been able to put together this last month in double A. Kind of don't really know why he's still here. It feels like you need to get him to triple A. I know that soon the Southern League is going to get to the second half of the season. And when they do, you're going to lose those baseballs. That was a first half only thing on those pre-tacky baseballs, so maybe the plan is they want to leave him there, see how he does when they take those baseballs away before they like before they promote him, I guess. Just seems odd, and it feels like, especially now that you're in first place, you have an option here to go- make your major league team better. So, a little confused there, but either way, Connor Phillips, fantastic week. Uh, runners up here, Luis Perales of the Boston Red Sox. Six innings pitched in an A-ball. One hit, no runs, one walk to seven strikeouts. Very good outing. Kind of hard to ignore the fact that Phillips, in essence, did it twice. Uh, lefty pitcher on the team, we've gone with DJ Hers of the Chicago Cubs. Eighth rounder out of high, uh, eighth rounder out of high school in 2019. Uh, on the week, again, double-A Southern League again. Two games, 10 innings pitched, eight hit, one run to three walks, 14 strikeouts. So just over one base runner per inning, but uh, you know, str- struck out 
just under a guy and a half per inning. So struck out struck out three guys every, you know, per per two innings. And in his eight games this year in double A, 0 and 1, 316 ERA and 31 in the third innings, 43 strikeouts, so 12.4 per nine. You like that. 21 walks, 6.03 per nine. You don't love that. Hasn't given up a home run. And it's something where his stuff is really good. Fastball sits 92-93. Tons of deception because he's coming across the body with these long levers and everything that he has. Uh, To go along with it, change-ups, a plus pitch is in the low 80s. Curveball's a vertical breaker in the upper 70s. I've got it at least above average. But because of the crossfire delivery, because of the long levers and everything, the control's not great. Obviously, I said six walks per nine innings this season. You go back to last year, he spent nine games to round out his 2022 in AA Tennessee, and he walked nine guys per nine innings. 31 and two-thirds innings, 33 walks. It's like 9.4. And in high A South Bend last year in 17 starts in 63 innings, he walked 37. So you still have those issues. He has to be more efficient. He has to uh, work on the control. Those are tied together. His pitch counts are getting really high because because he's throwing so many balls. I don't know if he's going to make it as a starter at this point. I think DJ Hurst is a guy who's going to end up being one of those effectively wild lefty relievers. But either way, I like his stuff. Uh, Honorable mention here was Cade Povich for the Baltimore Orioles in double A. Had to start seven innings pitch, one hit, no runs, no walks, 13 strikeouts. So, honorable mention there for Cade Povich. In just a minute, we're going to talk about the infield of this team. We had two Rays infielders and a repeat catcher, and we'll get to that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. And Game Time is the fast and easiest way to find tickets for all of the events you want to do. Sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever it might be. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you don't have to stress about the ticket buying process. You can just focus on the fun you're going to have. They have exclusive flash deals on tickets uh, up to the day of the event. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row... For less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay. Looking at the position players on the prospect team of the week, and if you feel like we missed somebody, if you want to nominate somebody for next week's prospect team of the week as you notice what's going on, feel free to hit us up on subtext. Best way to get in touch with us. Link's in the episode description. It's, uh, it's in essence, one-on-one chatting with me. We do alerts for prospect promotions, notable performances, all kind of things like that. It's tons of fun. Uh, the catcher for this team Dylan Dingler of the Detroit Tigers. Four, four games, all at catcher in double A. And that's really the big thing. So many times the catchers actually split their time between like first base and DH and don't actually catch a ton. So Dylan Dingler played in four games. All of them he caught. Six of 14, one home run, six runs, four RBIs, four walks to five strikeouts, no stolen base attempts. 
Not the first time Dylan Dingler's been on this prospect team of the week. And if I had to guess, probably not the last time he'll be on this prospect team of the week. Uh, looking at first base, uh, Xavier Isaac of the Tampa Bay Rays is the first of two infielders on this team. Uh, surprise first round pick last year. And by surprise, we didn't think he was going to go as high as he did. That was kind of the, the, the big uh, back end of the first round. People were like, wait a second, who? We just didn't think he would be taken that early in the draft, but they saw something that they like. And you can tell in low A Charleston, he's starting to put it together. Six games last week, 12 of 28, a home run, and six doubles. Eight runs to three RBIs, no walks to four strikeouts, no stolen base attempts. If it's, he's 19 years old. And so I understand the power is not completely formed yet, is not completely there. But I would rather him be able to hit and develop the power than be able to crush home runs, but also have tons of swing and miss, okay? He's walking like 17% of the time. His strikeout rate is still pretty good. It's around 17%. So he's walking as much as he strikes out. He's just lining balls to the, to the, the right center gap. And so I, I would rather him learn to hit professional pitching and develop the power, then come in with the ability to crush home runs, but have tons of swing and miss. So we're fine with that. Runner up here, Chris Williams of the Minnesota Twins in AAA, four games at first and a start at catcher. Went 7-19, six home runs, and eight runs scored, 14 RBIs, five walks, seven strikeouts. Six home run day, or six home run week, and five games is pretty good. He didn't end up not making the team. He only had seven hits. So he had a single and six home runs uh, with seven strikeouts. A little bit of a all-or-nothing kind of three-true-outcomes profile there, but uh, did a lot to, for his team last week. At second base, Jonathan Aranda of the Tampa Bay Rays. Started five times at second base and then once didn't start and went in for a pinch hit appearance. But in his six games, 12-22, three home runs, three doubles. Scored seven runs, had six RBIs, Four walks to five strikeouts. Jonathan Aranda is in the same boat as a Curtis Mead as far as a good bat, a good offensive player, and you just have to figure out where to put him on the field. You've got so many good options in Tampa Bay. I mean, he is he he decent against both lefties and righties. He's good at home and on the road. The issue you have is where do you play him? You've got so many guys in that system where You've got to figure something out. But I like what Jonathan Aranda does. We've seen him briefly up at the major league level. Uh, he's going to come back again soon. The question is going to be when. He had been a little bit slow this season up until now. Maybe this is the catalyst for him to have a huge rest of the year. Uh, runner up here, guy I really wanted to give it to. Uh, first prospect I ever interviewed, Ryan Bliss of the Arizona Diamondbacks, our short king, in double A last week. Six games, 11 to 27, two home runs, three doubles, and a triple. Five runs to 10 RBIs, a walk to four strikeouts. Started all six games at second base and has really picked it up to a new level this year compared to where he was in the past. Uh, feel really good about Josh Rojas. Just got sent down by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that's one less person between Ryan Bliss and that second base job in Arizona for a first place team. Although obviously, Edel Marte is kind of a, a thing. At shortstop, we went with Jet Williams of the New York Mets. Uh, drafting from last year, six games. He went 8-17 in single A. 
with a home run and a triple, eight runs to four RBIs, seven walks to two strikeouts, one for one on stolen bases. Started five games at shortstop, also started a game in center field. And that's something we've talked about, we think, because of the limitations with the arm and the long-term guys you have in the middle infield already, that's probably where he's going to end up playing when he gets to the bigs. He got, again, one of his six games was in center field, but the rest were at shortstop, so he qualifies for the shortstop spot on this team. Wasn't a lot of shortstop production last year, or last week. I guess because L.A. De La Cruz graduated, a lot of guys kind of took the week off. Jackson Merrill for the San Diego Padres, talking about Jackson's at shortstop who were hot in the minors. He was in high A. In his six games, he went 9-24 with two home runs and two doubles, four runs to six RBIs, one walk, no strikeouts, no stolen base attempts. Third base was really tough on this team. Had a lot of options here for who could have gotten this. Kobe Mayo of the Baltimore Orioles ended up being the guy at third base. He played in seven games last week. They got an extra game in, like a rain makeup thing. 10 to 24, three home runs, two doubles, and a triple. So six of his 10 hits were for extra bases. Five runs, eight RBIs, four walks to eight strikeouts, one for one on stolen bases. There is, this is just another, I mean, he was a fourth rounder in 2020, but just another guy who is in the upper minors in this Orioles system, in this case, double A buoy, and is an infielder. And there's so many of these guys. I don't know where they're all going to play. It feels like Baltimore has the ability to make moves with position player talent, both infield and outfield, at the deadline. And so do they move some of the AAA guys and they count on guys like Mayo to to develop a little bit more and be the starters at the major league level in the future? Or do they move some of the lower guys knowing that they have some high-level talent to backfill the major league roster immediately if something happens? Going to be a really interesting conversation, but either way, fantastic week for Kobe Mayo last week. Uh, Had a hit in all seven games, had three multi-hit games, and had three consecutive home runs. It was like or eight home runs in consecutive games, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So fantastic week for him. Some of the runners up here, and this one was tough, Blaze Jordan of the Boston Red Sox. Five games at third and a game at first, but in high A, 12-22 in his six games, three home runs and four doubles, scored seven runs, had 10 RBIs, five walks to two strikeouts. Also, Austin Shinton of the Tampa Bay Rays. They were almost the first... Uh, the first organization to get three guys in the infield in the prospect team of the week. But Austin Shinton, in his six games, which he played, had four at third base, a game at second, and a game at first in A Montgomery. In his six games, 9-16, hit three home runs, had eight runs to eight RBIs, five walks to four strikeouts. So ended up not having a lot of extra stuff outside of the three home runs, but Scored plenty of runs, had plenty of RBIs as well, walked more than he struck out. Definitely worth mentioning. In just a minute, we're going to get to the outfield, including a guy who needs to be called up, a guy who deservedly has not been promoted yet, and somebody who is no longer a prospect but still may impact things for his team. And we'll get to that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. Welcome back to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. Uh, We have our mailbag coming up on Monday. If you have questions for the show, hitting us up via subtext is the best way to get a hold of us. Links in the episode description, links in the show notes. In the outfield are three outfielders 
in the prospect team of the week. The first guy, and I know why he's not been called up, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Dominic Canzone of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I probably said his name wrong. If I did, send me a text on subtext and let me know. But six games in AAA last week. 11-21, four home runs, two doubles, and a triple. So seven of his 11 hits were for extra bases. He had a two-home run night and three consecutive multi-hit games to finish the week. Uh, Scored seven runs, had 10 RBIs, and one walk to two strikeouts. Now, the reason that when they sent Josh Rojas down and they recalled Alec Thomas instead of Dominic Canzone is because Canzone was not added to the 40-man roster last winter when they had to make the decision. So to bring him up to the majors, you would have had to uh, make a roster move, DFA somebody, put somebody on waivers, something like that. And if you look at what he did last year, it's a defensible decision to not necessarily put him on the 40-man roster and hope he made it through the Rule 5 draft. Uh, he spent most of the year in AAA Reno, 88 games. He hit 284, 349, 489. 16 home runs, 35 extra base hits. Struck out 74 times in those 88 games with 28 walks and was 14 to 16 on stolen bases. This year, he hasn't run nearly as much, but he's gotten much better at the plate as far as he's walking a lot more. He's striking out a lot less. In 58 games, he's batting 351, 431, 668. It's a stupid slash line for AAA. It really is. 15 home runs, 33 extra base hits. Reminder, last year, he had 35 in 88 games. He's got 33 in in 58 games this year. He's walked 33 times and struck out only 32. So, I absolutely understand uh, the frustration about him not being called up. Again, he's not on the 40-man roster. And the other issue you have is defensively, he's not that great. And so he's at best, he's going to be able to play left field. You've got Lords Guriel in left field right now. His other utility would be as a DH. You've got plenty of options to DH on this team right now. And so there's not a spot for him at the moment. Now, I believe... And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Lords Guriel is on the last year of his deal. And so if he is, there's a realistic like, hey, I know you have a ton of outfielders, but we could have a spot for him as soon as next season uh, or if some sort of injury or something like that happens. But again, you'd have to make a roster move, either 60-man IL somebody, you'd have to DFA somebody, you'd have to do something to get Canzone on your 40-man roster so you could call him up. But... It's also hard not to argue that he is deserving of a call-up with a slash line like that in a large enough sample size, 58 games, where you have to feel comfortable that he legitimately has improved a lot of his ancillary tools. And so probably is close to their top 10 for their prospects and is very deserving of a call-up. The second guy, outfielder Spencer Jones of the New York Yankees. A lot of guys have a, a lot of folks have really high expectations for this guy. 54 games, well, let's back up. What he did last week in his six games, five were in center field, one was as the DH. For Spencer Jones, 12 of 24, three home runs and a double. So four of the 12 hits for extra bases, six runs to six RBIs, 
Three walks to five strikeouts, two for two on stolen bases. The five strikeouts in six games, that's the big thing that I'm excited about from the week. We knew Spencer Jones could hit home runs. We knew he could run fast. The big thing for me is the strikeouts because on the season, and remember, he was a 2022 first-rounder last year out of Vandy, and he's in high A. He's in Hudson Valley. It's one of those like, yeah, you, you're a 22-year-old who came from a Power 5 conference. High A is probably the right level for you. In 54 games, 289, 344, 531. 10 home runs, 32 extra base hits, more than once every other game. 19 walks to 82 strikeouts. Again, in 54 games, Spencer Jones has 82 strikeouts. 16 to 21 on stolen bases. It is, he's six foot seven. It is a big swing. He has holes in it. He's working to try to get them better. But in the meantime, He's not only adjusting his swing, he's also learning professional baseball, their pitches, their sequencing, their spin, things like that. There's been, uh, there's been struggles, okay? Uh, his strikeout rate was at 33%. Now, I will say in the month of June, it has dropped 5%. He's striking out only 28% of the time in the month of June. But some people... I saw on, on the Twitter, other places were asking, like, why haven't they promoted Spencer Jones yet? That is why you haven't promoted Spencer Jones yet. The power is fantastic. Uh, the speed, he explains center field, all of that's fine. You've got to figure out the swing and miss before you go to the next level. And he's always going to have some. Don't get me wrong. He's always going to have some swing and miss. A 6-7 guy will just about always have swing and miss. You've just got to get the... It needs to be physical swing and miss because of the size of his zone and not because of swing decisions. So he's got some more work to do. I'm glad they haven't promoted him yet. But if he continues to be able to lower his strikeout rate, like he dropped at 5% in June, sooner rather than later, you could see Spencer Jones make the move to double A. Third guy on this team, Tirso Ornelas in the San Diego Padres, 2016 IFA. And on the week last week, 13 to 25, four home runs, and three doubles. So seven of his 13 hits are for extra bases. Nine runs, 14 RBIs, five walks to six strikeouts, no stolen base attempts. Um, it's He's 23 years old, and he's repeating double A. He was there last year, 112 games, 288, 355, 408. It was fine. The power production wasn't anything to be excited about. He had seven home runs. He had 30 non-home run extra base hits, 28 doubles and two triples. And so it's, we just need to see a little bit more of that physical maturation into home runs. So this year, eight home runs, uh, 24 total extra base hits. The slugging's gone from 408 to 449. Still needs to, to grow, uh, just not quite there yet. Uh, honorable mention here, Reese Hines of the Cincinnati Reds. Double uh, A, so the Southern League again, played all six games in right field. Eight to 21, six home runs. He averaged a home run per Per game, eight runs, 11 RBIs, four walks to six strikeouts. The issue Reese Hines is going to find is with Joey Votto back. They've tried Spencer Steer in left. They've tried Christian Encarnacion strand in right because he has a massive arm, if you remember. And so the corner outfield spots are full. Now, when Reese Hines does eventually, like, he, the, the timeline's different, right? He's not going to AAA. He's not going to come from AA straight to the bigs, we don't think. Cincinnati doesn't usually do that. Uh, and so, at least for position players. And so, by the time he makes it up, it could be 2024. 
Joey Votto may be done. CES may be at first base. You may have more, more space for him to play. You may be able to put him in a corner outfield spot because you have some of them open. Uh, it, but it's just, right now, playtime is going to be tough. He was hurt last year. He's got a huge arm. He's got fantastic raw power, but there's questions about holes in the swing. You look at his stats right now. He struck out 94 times in 58 games. Like, he's not ready to get moved up to AAA. I don't know how much of that is the Southern League Baseball, but either way, Reese Hines is not ready. But wanted to give him honorable mention. Six home runs in a week is a fantastic performance. He doubled his season output. He has 12 on the season. Half of them were last week. Shout out to Reese Hines for that. A few more shows coming up this week. It's going to be fantastic. In the meantime, if you have questions for the show, best way to reach us is our subtext. Links in the episode description. You sign up. You can chat with me. You have any questions, you send them in. They get priority for our mailbags. We always send out alerts about prospect promotions, things like that. Definitely worth it. In the meantime, remember, it's always a great time to pay a minor leaguer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.